right. Welcome to Truth Culture Life. I am Royce Hood, and I am sitting here with a very special guest, my wife, Elise. Say hi, Elise. Hello. And I asked Elise on the spot to be on the show today because, well, mainly I needed somebody to be on the show, <laughs> and I thought she'd be wow, fun. Wow, I'm so honored. Yeah, I was up in La Crosse yesterday interviewing Cardinal Burke and Father Paul Check at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And it was awesome. It was such a good experience. So we did not produce the radio show like we normally do on Fridays. We're producing it Saturday morning, and I'm supposed to have it to the station by like noon. So I'm like, I need somebody to be on with me. And I was like, hey, Elise, would you join me? Yeah, so sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a quiet, shy person, so <laughs> it should be interesting. But she's really beautiful, and <laughs> she's actually not that shy once you get to know her. Well, sure, yeah. Once you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's hard, like you know, it's hard to like go on a date with a shy person at first. You have to convince them. Like, Not for you because you love to talk. This is actually, I think, perfect. For you. It works for me because I'm Mr. Talker. Yeah, so you, you could tell all your stories and I could just sit there and just listen. <laughs> <be bored. laughs> but the question is, how did I even get you to go on a date with me if you're shy like that? I mean, you are shy, I guess, but it took me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess it took you a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember exactly either. But I knew, I knew I had to work for it to get her to say yes to go on a date with me. And and then I think the first time we actually went on a date, she invited two friends. So it was kind of like, okay, it wasn't wasn't really like a real date. Well, that? I had to, yeah, I had to be safe and make sure. I mean, I'm a I, crazy person. It's not like I'm like a scary looking guy or anything. Well, no, but you know some unsuspecting people or I guess can be kind of creepy this day and right? age it's never <laughs> never a bad idea to, to be safe ladies if you're listening out there but I was also a law student at Ave Maria School of Law so were you yeah so that I, helped that helped a little bit and I had a, had a really cool chocolate lab well the biggest thing that helped you was how much father Orsi liked you but yeah that's true because once I was like okay father really likes Royce that's a big check in your a big check mark. Yeah. Anytime a priest yeah, and Father O's not here right now, it'd be hilarious if he was, because I'm sure he'd have all sorts of stories. We'll have to get him on with you on as well. Um oh, for sure. Yeah. Probably. Okay. So what I wanted to ask you about was like, what do you okay? So I travel a lot for the movie right now. And I don't really enjoy being away from my kids or, or my wife, you know, obviously. And like for instance, yesterday I was invited to lunch in Lacrosse. I'm like, you know, uh, we're all done filming. We did interviews with Father check and um, Cardinal Burke and I got to see the shrine. I'm like, you know, I, I just want to get home to my kids, but what's it. So I know what it's like missing my family. What's it like for you holding down the fort all by yourself? We have a house full of children. Yeah. What's it like? Well, first I'll say you're a very hands-on dad and you're very, um, we're, I feel like we're a team. Um, so that is so helpful. And so when you, go away it's very difficult oh man because then it's just you know it's all on me and I you know I psych myself up for it and I'm like okay so this I can do this um but I'm not gonna lie like on the way home I had your location on my phone and I think I refreshed it like every minute or so oh I <laughs> was refreshing like where are you where are you so I was like you know definitely ready for you to be home and it was that was good. <laughs> um, but, you know, we we survive and and make the best of it and have fun. But we're always excited when you're 
Poland. I mean, it seemed like that. I mean, it seems like you do a great job. Obviously the kids all seemed great. They were all super excited yeah. and all right. We have a house full of kids. We are in the basement in my little studio and every now and then we can hear like some screaming and it doesn't sound like anybody's dying or anything. It's more no. like they're just playing. We're pretty brave. I feel like to be down here to right. doing that. He's going to be like, where's mom and dad? They left. <laughs> but that's it's yeah, it's good for them to have a little independence sometimes. Yeah, for sure. OK, so you were refreshing my screen, uh, your screen. So that's like a weird thing. Like there's like a location tracker. If anybody doesn't know about that, it's kind of cool. It's kind of creepy at the same time. You can actually track somebody's location if you enable it. Right. You can share your location. Right. I don't ever know where you are. Maybe we should. Does that go both ways or is it only to know where the husband is? I think it's just for me to know where you are. It's a, it's a wife app for husbands. So yeah. wives always know where their husbands are. Yeah. We're going to have to write somebody a That's letter nice. about this. It doesn't seem fair. Well, you willingly shared your location with That's me. That's true. So That's important to know. That's true. I'm I not like, you know. Stalking me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be. Well, I guess I did willingly share it. So that's true. I have to fess up on that one. So anyway, I definitely missed you at lacrosse. And I was thinking the entire time I'm there, I'm like, wow, this would be like Elise has to see this. Well, and I'm just thinking, too, you're wondering what it's like for me when you're gone. Maybe I should go away, maybe a little trip. And that way you can firsthand see what it's like with all yeah, the kids. And you don't have to. I don't know if that seems like a good idea. I, so, okay, here's the thing. I love being a hands-on dad, but I have definitely have less patience than Elise does. So, like, for me, as soon as one kid starts crying or screaming at night, it could be, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, okay, everybody go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of your solution. My solution. <laughs> and I feel bad for the big kids because they're like, well, we didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, I don't care. Everybody in bed. <laughs> Time for our rosary. We so that's our we have a pretty cool routine. I feel like we do dinner. We I don't know what we do after dinner, but then at some point we do like a family rosary, or at least we try to. Yeah. And how important do you feel like that is like, you know, prayer for kids to be exposed yeah. to? Oh, I think it's everything. I think uh that family rosary to me is just like the nights that we have had some nights where for whatever reason it doesn't happen. And it just, I don't like ending the way that, the day that way. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it kind of like, kind of brings us all together. And then, you know, like you say a lot of times, like when we're kind of gearing up to say the rosary, it's like we spend so much time doing all these other things, you know, um, whether it's, you know, watching a TV show or playing video games or whatever. And that's so important to then give that time to God, you know, to make sure that that's a priority um, for our family, I feel like it, the kids love it too. They do. You know, they expect it now. Yeah. You know, they, so they sleep. I feel like they go to sleep better after we mm -hmm. do a rosary. Yeah. Yeah. And they love our intentions. We always, you know, are keeping different, um, people and, and things and our intentions. And I think that that means something to them. They know they're praying for something really important. Yeah. No, I can't stress that enough. So if you're listening to this show, this is Truth Culture Life. I'm Royce Hood. I'm joined by my wife, Elise. Father Orsi is not available to be on the program today because it's Saturday. And Sierra Heidkamp is in Washington, D.C. actually today for meetings. So she's not here. So it's it's just us. This is actually kind of fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> we should almost have like a uh, like a husband wife radio show. What do you think, listeners? Let us know what you think if you like this idea. I'm sure you want to hear less of me. Elise has a much prettier voice than I do. So we were just talking about our prayer routine, and every night we do our rosary. And Elise was just saying, like, it definitely makes a huge difference in their behavior too. Because I feel like when the kids, you know, when they have that prayer time, there's like a, it's just it's so peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, kind of brings you back down. Like I said, there's all these things, especially for kids, like, like I said, the video games, all those things that kind of are, you know, I don't know. I would, I always say like, I don't know how I'd feel after, you know, sitting there and playing those. Like, I feel like it's especially now, like so important to focus on prayer, focus on family. Um, And I do, like we said, I feel like it makes a difference in there behavior yeah yeah no no question the video games are just insane yeah that's putting it nicely right i mean i don't know how our listeners feel but like when our kids play video games they don't ever stop playing the game happy they're always angry when they get off the video games yeah i know i and it's like they're trapped like they can't so like it's important i think sometimes to be like you know what we're ripping the thing out of the wall you're gonna go play outside go climb a tree go get dirty Mm-hmm. And pretty soon we're actually going to be on a little retreat where there's going to be no TV, no internet, no video games. I don't even think our phones are going to work. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited about it. What's and that? it's funny as I feel like as adults, it's like your phone is kind of like almost like the video games for kids. And whether you, you know, you realize it or not, there's just, I mean, with email, text, you know, phone, internet, it's, you're constantly like, you know, it's always there. Um, and it's hard to, you know, cut that off when everybody expects, oh, they didn't text me back. Oh, they didn't email me right away. Um, so I feel like that's going to be a huge blessing to have that. I wonder how much time we spend just even checking our phone a day. And I know know there's stats and it's probably different for everybody, but like for me, I'm constantly, you know, I refresh my emails that I get a new email that I get a new text that I, you know, what's the latest headline. It's so easy when you have, you know, like a minute to just spend that minute staring at your device mm-hmm. and it does it it's it's interesting when you kind of put your device down and walk away it's amazing how your life starts get, to get filled with things that are actually way more beautiful it's so true yeah I've given up um different social media and things just because it kind of can suck you in and just you know waste so much time and it's it really is like so freeing <laughs> to not have that pulling you, you know, you kind of feel like free and it's peaceful. It's yeah. So now, okay. As we're sitting here, we're in the basement above us. I hear lots of pitter patter of feet. Yeah. <laughs> and an occasional scream. So that's weird. <laughs> Hopefully maybe they're, do they know? I don't even know if they know where they're They're going to be like, where's mom and dad? They left us. Yeah. But we have our big daughter up there and some friends over, so we're good. Yeah, we've got extra. We've got extra people. And we have the dog, Bear. He's kind of cool. <laughs> Elise is laughing. She doesn't think No, Bear. I love Bear. You love Bear. You just don't really like Bear. <laughs> no. He drools a lot, and he gets his fur everywhere, and he's kind of a klutz. Yeah, well, he'll, he might push you down the stairs. He has knocked a few people down the stairs because yeah. he just barrels. He's like a hundred pounds and he will just, you know, the doorbell rings were all at the top of the stairs, you know, kids walk. Yeah. It doesn't down. matter if there's a three-year-old walking down the stairs. I, they might be like a bowling pin. Bowling Here I, I come. Mean, <laughs> Bing. <laughs> yeah. 
but Bear is sweet. He is sweet. Yeah, once you fall down and crack your head, he'll lick you in the face, see if you're okay. But he is a, he's like a bull in a china shop, and the china shop is our house. Right. And all the children. Is it China shop or is it tea shop or no China? China. Okay. But it's not in China because obviously No, that's what they call the the dishes. Yeah. People don't know that anymore. The things kids don't know, we should make a list. I mean, honestly, do our kids even realize the paper plates that we use for dinner are at one point in time were made out of like China? Yes, we do use paper plates. We use, I don't know. Does anybody else use paper plates? We do that because when we have six kids. It's kind of cheating. Oh, my goodness. But like doing the dishes for six kids and they're at the point where they can start doing them themselves, but they don't always do it. Yeah, we're trying. We're to that point where we're. They need more chores. Trying. Yeah. They did help me yesterday with the dishes. I always say time. like when we have like one of the priests over, you know, here's your fine china and there are paper plates. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I feel like I always run out and get, like, plastic things. <laughs> but you actually <laughs> have. Like, I don't know. Our dishes are kind of, we've broken a lot, so they're very, whatever. <laughs> Elise <laughs> actually has a really beautiful collection of some pretty plates. I do, yeah. We kind of save those for the special occasions. And, I mean, the reaction of the kids when we when we set the table really nice and bring out the nice silverware and the nice plates, they love it. I know. They get very excited. They do. Well, my, my great grandma i think she always said like use use the nice stuff because what are you saving it for right you know? that's a good point and the kids appreciate it but we'd have like one left if the I kids break everything the- yeah they even managed to break the paper plates <laughs> you know so <laughs> yeah i think that's bear that like tears them up oh, when we're done eating bear, and grab one and run off bear and one of the three-year-olds eats the paper plates probably <laughs> so okay listen you're listening to truth culture life when we come back, uh, we're going to tell you our very first date story of Elise and I. So stay tuned. Oh. We'll be right back on Truth Culture Life. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Since you may not agree that the New Testament came to us through the oral tradition of the apostles, how do you believe it did come to us? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, a language aid. In Latin, the word tradition is a verb, not a noun. It's the act of handing over. Handing over what? Handing over the faith. You see, capital T tradition continues to answer the questions the Bible doesn't explicitly answer. For example, you've noticed that contraception or doctor-assisted suicide and many other other crucial human topics are not laid out in the Bible. Secondly, analogous to baseball, the totality of baseball has been handed on to each generation. This is very different than just the small T tradition of saying, not flipping the bat after hitting a home run. And thirdly, in case you're trying to rid church traditions to be non-traditional, just know that capital T tradition is what got you to Jesus. Drop kicking small religious traditions to be considered non-traditional is like the dog chasing his tail. His task is never fruitless and thoroughly silly. Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in Bloomington Normal. 
Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. Have you ever been low? Don't recognize yourself. Welcome back to Truth Culture Life. You are listening to a really special episode. I'm sitting here with my beautiful wife, Elise. And we were talking about our beautiful fine china paper plates that we use for dinner. And even though they're not glass, they still manage to get destroyed by the time the meal's done. We have like little cavemen running around the house. I mean, they're good kids. I don't, <laughs> I like to beat them up more than. No, they're awesome. They are. We're very blessed. Right. So let's talk about our first date. I'm sure everybody's interested in that. So first of all, when I met you, Elise was wearing a gray suit and she had, I remember that gray suit. She looked really, really beautiful. She looked very serious. She looked like a little lawyer. And we were in law school, so it was appropriate. We were at orientation, like the second day. And I saw her standing under a tent, drinking this cup of coffee. And I walked up to her and I was like, okay, I'm going to say something. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to say. I was just like, hey, what did you do? Get that cup of coffee. And she's like, I got it at home. And I was like, oh, because it was in a home. Like yeah, a home- it's in a reusable coffee mug. Yeah. It was- <laughs> so it didn't like say Starbucks on it or anything or Dunkin' Donuts. It was like literally a cup that she got from her house. What I will say too, when you're a shy person, people always think you look very serious. So I just think that's funny because I feel like I've heard that a lot in my whole life. Like, she looks very, you serious. look very serious. It's she, like, you're just nervous. I'm like, who's going to talk to me? <laughs> Anyways. So yeah. yeah. So then I think you said, you put your hand out and said, hi, I'm Royce. Yeah. What's your name? That sounds about right. I, I you know, I grew up being taught to introduce myself to people, yeah. shake hands, which was weird. People don't really do that. Anymore. No, I, I was, yeah, kind of taking it back. Yeah. But you gave me a real name, so that was good. Yeah. And then I don't remember at what point you got my phone number. I think you got it by saying like, um, I don't remember how. I don't know. How you pulled that off. I must have been pretty slick, though. So, yeah, because you came up with like a reason like, oh, I don't know. It's like something with the service projects. I don't know. Something. We had some kind of project we had to do. Maybe I was like, hey, do you need help with your project? Yeah. Somehow you got my number. I'm not at all interested in going out with you. (laughs) But if you give me your number, we will. I will help you and not to take you out on a date. Oh, no, definitely not. But yeah. So then I asked her out at some point and she's like, "Eh, I don't know. And she she ended up saying yes. And she brought along. um, Let's see. Brought along Majel and Nicole. Two yeah. girls from law school that had yeah. entered the same time. Yeah. And that was safe. So for any single guys out there listening, my strategy with courting Elise was very simple. I was going to, I tried to keep her as busy as possible so that she wouldn't, you know, notice anybody else. And it kind of worked because like. It was kind of rude too, though. Why was it rude? <laughs> because I remember like, okay, I think there's, you know, this going on. I think there's a party or whatever. And then you were kind of, oh, no, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> so you were kind of. That was before that was you were funny. my girlfriend, though, because I didn't like I didn't want you to go to the party and then, you know, yeah, some maybe. guy start talking to you because I would have been like that would have really hurt my feelings. OK, well, I don't know what your feelings. Are I was being you. protective <laughs> of of my. <laughs> so, yes. Anyways, back to that first day. I remember we sat outside of like a. Some sort of water. I don't remember. Yeah, it was what. on the water. Water it was on the water. Naples, Florida. It, yeah. Um, but I got completely bit up by mosquitoes. Like my legs were just covered in mosquito bites. And I was kind of annoyed with you for that. It was kind of your fault for taking us. It was nighttime. 
I think it was August, probably. Yeah. It was like super buggy. And it was probably warm out too. Yeah, it wasn't cool. No, but I'm a, you know, so I was a Floridian. So I think I was kind of used to that. Okay. I like how you said I was a Floridian. Well, I still am a Floridian. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're a Midwesterner. I, you know what? I don't think I'll ever be a Midwesterner. Although I have to admit that recently I've been enjoying the seasons more. There is something really beautiful and fun about, about yeah, you anticipate the next season. And but literally, I miss the warm pool day. Like, we had some really great pool days this summer, and they're like gone all of a sudden. Yeah, it kind of happened really fast. No, so there's like two m- nice months a year, and then the rest is just like waiting for the two nice months. <laughs> there's a lot of wasted time there if you think about it because I'm a sun person, sun and it water. It makes you appreciate things, you know, you can focus on being cold, yeah, the fact- cold and miserable half the year. <laughs> Well, this life isn't it. There's, you There's know, something else. <laughs> something else you look forward to even more, right? All right. So our first day, we it was like a, it wasn't really a day because she at least brought her girlfriends along. So I was like, okay, well, I can't really just talk to her. But the second, the, what I consider our first date was Tommy Bahamas. Well, I agree. I, I think that's actually our first date. Okay. I don't know how much further in the distance that was. Like, okay. it was a few days. And I got <laughs> her. Days. <laughs> What? There was lots of consecutive, like, do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? Yeah, I think yeah. I asked her out a lot, like <laughs> inviting her. I invited her everywhere I could. And so we went to Tommy Bahamas. And that was just a lot of fun. So that's a really, that's down off of Third uh, Avenue and Third Street or something, Naples. Yeah, it was on Third. Yeah, and that's a really fun restaurant. We sat out sort of outside fun. or we sat inside. It was outside. Yeah. And um, we've been there a number of times since because every time we go to Naples, we always I feel like we go there. It's so fun. It is. Yeah. And uh, the kids have gone there. Yeah. One of the best restaurants. And they always play live music. Yep. People like, yeah. So that was so special. Um, yeah. I just. And I remember we, father had asked us both to be on the radio. Oh, that's right. And um, I was so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I was just so nervous. But of course, I wasn't going to say no to father. But um, I remember you shared with me and said, um, that you were going to be on. And I was, I said, Oh, I father asked me to be on it too. I wasn't going to tell anyone. <laughs> and then say, Oh yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> but so I told you, but I wasn't going to. Yeah. Tell you, you were going to, whatever I was going to say. Uh, maybe I was trying to impress you. <laughs> I'm going to be on the radio. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. So father Orsi used to have a radio show on Ave Maria radio. And uh, he had that for a few years. So it's fun having him on this program now because he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, father, you kind of said earlier, father Orsi definitely helped. I remember after our first or second date, I'd never felt like this before in my life. But I went home and I had my chocolate lab, Bo. He went to law school with me. And I remember like taking Bo on a walk and I talked to him like he could understand. And I was like, Bo, I'm going to marry this girl. And I was like telling him all about you. And he was just, you know, wagging his tail, kind of walking along. <laughs> He was great because he didn't talk much. Oh, right. Yeah. More than me, though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah, you kind of resisted for a while. So like I kept saying, you know, kind of thinking like, would you be my girlfriend? And you I don't think you were like that interested at first, but it, it took yeah. a few weeks. And then eventually you're like, OK, well, it's just being cautious, I think. And, you know, we just met. So I kind of wanted to. You know, I'm just starting law school. There was a lot. And then you were like ready to, you know, jump into a relationship. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could tell you were like a super like intense person, which was a good thing. I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but like. (laughs) 
Well, no. Yeah. Well, okay. So I did. She did have an infestation of ants at her apartment when we were like before, maybe well, before we were dating. And there weren't just ants. Cockroaches. Gigantic and cockroaches. She's from the Midwest. So she had Florida cockroaches are big. So I'm oh my gosh. Yeah. Gigantic and lizards. So I actually, she called me. She's like, oh my gosh, there's this line of ants. There's millions of ants. And there really was. I got to her apartment. And there's a line of ants from like the kitchen all the way along the wall to the back of that, like her apartment. I had no idea what I was doing, but I pretended like I did. And I got, I think, Windex and a paper towel and I sprayed the heck out of them and I wiped it. And somehow that like worked. Okay, that was nice. But it honestly, it was the cockroaches. I mean, the ants, I'm like, I I didn't, did I kill? I don't think I killed the cockroaches. Oh, yeah, you did. I did. I would, I come over and get them. Yeah. I think I would kind of like literally, I would. So you lived at a whole different, you know, I lived on campus. You lived off. I, yes, I, I remember seeing a cockroach. I think I called you and you literally had to drive there. <laughs> I mean, it's like the middle of the night, come get this cockroach. I, I, yeah, I don't think I could kill like a regular size cockroach, let alone these were, I would say double, triple the size yeah. of whatever I had seen. So that's how I knew I was, I was in. Oh yeah, I was just like, I, I will, yeah, I was bugs. very grateful. She could have called. So that anybody. definitely was another like check. I was just like, oh, I can kill bugs. Yeah, qualified. Yeah, in the husband department. I'm not a bug person. Yeah, and well, then yeah, so <laughs> I think I ended up having my apartment bombed. You did not like terrorist bomb, but no, like- <laughs> yeah, they sprayed or whatever, and I will say it helped. Oh my gosh, that was just so. Yeah. awful and I, I mean even the little tiny baby ones i remember oh, baby cockroaches are scary because there's like thousands of them i know? remember i slept with the lights on too because i thought for I, some reason i thought that they wouldn't come out and it, that it, there was there light. might be some truth to that in florida especially with oh my gosh i can hardly and, think about it i'm getting chills oh man <laughs> yeah so the other the other thing was we had daily mass at the little beautiful little chapel on campus and i remember i would always try to sit next to you my other strategy for getting you to date me was I followed you to with Lux Vitae, the pro-life group, to Planned Parenthood. And we would pray. So you literally just like thought you were like a puppy. I was kind of stalking you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I didn't want anybody else to sit next to you at church or to pray next to you at, you know, on the sidewalk. And then um, and then I tried to sit next to you in all of our classes. And I think I was successful. Yes, you totally did. So by the time like the second or third week before we were even dating, I think every guy probably just assumed we were already together so no other guy tried to talk to you it really worked to my favor <laughs> plus i carried your books remember that oh my gosh i forgot yes yeah there was some right. jealous girls i will say <laughs> they're like wow that gentleman is carrying her books how nice that's a good move that was a good move carrying the books yeah i forgot about that well yeah <laughs> it all yeah it was it all worked out. And one other thing I'll say I did was I really tried to impress you. So I used all my student loan money to take you out to like nice dinners in Naples, like pretty much every weekend. And now <laughs> we're paying for that together. We're paying it off. <laughs> yeah, I would do it all over again. I would. That was good, exactly. I would. That was a good. I definitely gained a little bit of weight in law school, though. When I entered law school, I was in really great shape, and all the food. I'd never eaten so much food in my life. Yeah, pizza. There were some good restaurants yeah. there too. What was your favorite restaurant in Naples? Honestly, probably that La Petito. La Petito is a little Italian place right around the corner from my apartment. It was amazing. I think it's still there. Oh, my gosh. The best pizza and pasta. Yeah. Yeah. Worcestershire so sauce. Yes. Worcestershire. How do you say Wor- it? Worcestershire. I don't know. You ruined me on that one. Yeah. I feel like I used to be able to say it. You can. Worcestershire. I can't Worcestershire. Say, is that how it is? 
Maybe. We need an applause. I think you got it right, Lexi. All right. Well, anyway, so, wow, you're listening to Truth Culture Life. It's sort of a different episode. We're talking about uh, our courtship, which is fun. And maybe we'll have to continue this another time because it's kind of fun. Like, we can, we have some ex- really funny experiences together. I mean, we've done a lot. Like, if you think about it, the Rome trip was amazing. Yeah. We've gone, like, right after we got married, we you know went to the March for Life. And I will say how much... For, for me, what made our relationship so different from any other relationship I had ever been in. First of all, I knew I wanted to marry you almost instantly, which is strange, but I, I did. Yeah. And I still feel that way today, which is awesome. Like if you were single right now, I'd completely be asking you out on a date. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. And <laughs> the other, but the main thing was our faith. I feel like the fact that you we're a practicing Catholic and you were, I always felt like I was, you know, I had a great relationship with the Lord, but there, I wasn't as catechized as you were. Yeah. And that's interesting because you like, I feel like we came from like different um, sides of our faith. So on, on my side, I really was like, so impressed with like your spirituality and like, you were kind of like in, into the the mysticism. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it was like, oh, I was just so kind of like, I mean, I was always, um, you know, always loved my faith. And, but like, you know, you do this, this, and this, like almost kind of the, I don't know, help me. Textbook. Yeah. uh, yeah. But like, I have like the faith too, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was, so we kind of like complimented each other in that. And I think kind of grew, you grew in, in ways that I was strong and like, and vice versa. Yeah, it's such a good point. I had very little knowledge of like the 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 text of the church, like mm-hmm. the rules that like the more I learned, I'm like, oh, I can't do that either. Like <laughs> it gets harder the more you learn, but then it you become free. Like it's interesting. Yeah. People look at the church and the the code and all these, you know, the code of canon law and all these different rules and, and so forth and the social teachings. And it's amazing. Like some people look in and they're like, you know, you're like you have limits on, you know, freedom, but you really don't. All the things that the church is guiding us away from actually gives us freedom. They're like shackles that right. you're sin is shackles. Yeah. And you become it's you start so serving true. those masters instead of serving the Lord. And so that's why you really helped me so much with my faith because I learned so much about, you know, the things that I could and couldn't do and I, I, I always had that mystical side. Yeah. Like I was attracted. And that's what brought me into the church, I think, was the mystical side of the church. It was just so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Different miracles and you know, apparitions of Mary. Uh, Mary is definitely. And you had a deep Marian devotion. Yeah. As well. Yeah, always, always have loved Mary. And yeah, she's, you know, I mean, how do you not love Mary? <laughs> Refuge of sinners. <laughs> yeah. She's a good one to love. Yeah. Good patient. She's our mother. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now with, you know, raising our children, it's interesting. We, I think we try to give them both, you know, the, like the doctrine of the faith and then, but also I love telling them stories of like the miracles. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's a little bit the exciting part. So that's, you know, that's good. And it's good to have the foundation too. It is. But yeah, I always loved our, our talks. Like, I think that was kind of my favorite part of our courtship, honestly, was talking about our faith because I felt like I was kind of my eyes were opening a little more and yeah, it sounds like you felt similar. And then we got engaged on Mount Kresovic in Medjugorje. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was cool. 
my strategy there was I'm going to take you to the middle of nowhere, go up a up mountain, mountain, up a mountain and propose to you. So you're still unsure at that point. No, I was sure. It would have been awkward if you had said no, though. Like, I mean, that's I would have been a gentleman about it, <laughs> you know, but yeah, good thing you didn't say no. That would have been weird. <laughs> and I think the ring was too big. Wasn't it too big? Yeah, but better too big than too small, right? That would have been it was, kind of embarrassing. It was too small <laughs> than like insulting or? Um, I think embarrassing. Embarrassing? Oh, I don't <laughs> but, know. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was amazing. And wow. What a, what a neat, we've just had such an amazing, amazing uh, run so far. So for everybody listening, you're hearing, listening to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio, sort of a different program, but I wanted to invite Elisa on to talk about kind of like when I travel, what life was like, and we've gone sort of into our dating, which is sort of fun to hear, hear that story. I mean, there are so many people that I'm friends with that, you know, have had, have struggled with relationships. And I know a lot of parents out there, they have children that are starting to date and, you know, it's hard. It's so hard when you're in that, like your young, young adult, the dating stage is just, it can be exciting, but it can be so terrible too. Yeah. It's hard. Um, yeah, I think, gosh, I don't even know what advice I would give for, um, anybody, especially it's hard now, I think with social media and that plays such a a role in, in dating. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about how it works. One thing I know, and I, you know, I dated and I dated girls that were not Catholic and not one of those girls ever struck me as being someone that I would want to spend the rest of my life with. But I never understood at the time. Why? Why? There was just something that we, we thought differently. We, we approached challenges differently. Like I Mm -hmm. just intellectually, it was difficult to have a conversation with those women. Right. And I, I feel like with you, the fact that we shared this faith and the Catholic church is the richest faith ever, ever. Yeah. It's the true faith. It's the church started by Jesus himself. And there's such history and it's like, you can, you could spend a lifetime and never talk about all the beauty of our faith. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like when you have, when you can share that with somebody, so that's the advice I give my boys. I'm like, you're going to meet, girls that aren't Catholic and it's, you know, it's okay to, you know, all the people I know that are adults that are in marriages that, you know, you've, I don't know. I just feel like try to find somebody that shares your faith. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it would, you know, it just make things a little more difficult and, you know, life is difficult as it is. So having that core belief and, you know, you can, that's what can kind of be the glue and, you know, take you forward yeah. through those maybe hard times. And um, I do think that's so important. Yeah. At the very minimum, you want someone that has a strong relationship with the Lord, you know, and, but then even then, like there are, I know a number of families where like the kids, you know, the parents are of different religious backgrounds and they don't even go to church anymore because they can't decide on which church to go to. Yeah. So there are situations where, you know, there's a conversion, you know, years after marriage and mm-hmm. so forth. So that which anything can wonderful. happen. Yeah. But wow, I don't, there's something about it. Um, so anyway, and it, so pro-life, pro-Jesus, pro-Holy Spirit. <laughs> Those are some of the check boxes I would look for. Yeah. Are there more? <laughs> know how to kill bugs. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably so many more. Um, you know, <laughs> your, your personality's got to mesh. Does a person make you laugh? Yeah. 
What about like arranged marriages? Think about that. Like some cultures, you know, you don't even get a say. You're just like, hey, you're going to marry this guy. Yeah, that would be hard. I guess if that's how you grew up and, you know, you kind of expected it, you would just be hoping. Hoping for the best. Hoping for, yeah. You don't even get to see the person in some, in some cases. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You would just be praying that. Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> be someone I like. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, that would be. That would be weird. Anyway, all right. So Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. This has been a ton of fun. We're going to take our next commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. I was debating an atheist online who said, Chris, you believing in God is like a kid coming down on Christmas morning, seeing presents under his tree, and saying, oh look, presents, there must be a Santa. I replied, really? Because you not believing in God is like a kid coming down on Christmas morning, seeing presents under his tree, and saying, oh look, presents, they must have exploded themselves here. <laughs> no child has ever been that crazy. Now a kid might get the identity of the gift giver wrong, but when he sees presents under the tree, he knows they didn't put themselves there. Likewise, everything made of matter has a source or an origin outside of itself, from your chair to your morning coffee to you. Have you ever stopped to consider that the universe is something made of matter? It had to come from something outside of itself that had the power to create a universe. The Big Bang did not Big Bang itself. There is a God. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Since you may not agree that the New Testament came to us through the oral tradition of the apostles, how do you believe it did come to us? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, a language aid. In Latin, the word tradition is a verb, not a noun. It's the act of handing over. Handing over what? Handing over the faith. You see, capital T tradition continues to answer the questions the Bible doesn't explicitly answer. For example, you've noticed that contraception or doctor-assisted suicide and many other other crucial human topics are not laid out in the Bible. Secondly, analogous to baseball, the totality of baseball has been handed on to each generation. This is very different than just the small t tradition of saying not flipping the bat after hitting a home run. And thirdly, in case you're trying to rid church traditions to be non-traditional, just know that capital T tradition is what got you to Jesus. Drop kicking small religious traditions to be considered non-traditional is like the dog chasing his tail. His task is never fruitless and thoroughly silly. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. We're the hosts of More to Life. For us, Catholic Radio is something that draws us together into conversations that can be at times difficult, but when directed by charity, become positively impactful. That's why we're so glad you're participating in your own way. By listening right now, let everyone else know about this jewel you have found. Please invite others into this work that the Holy Spirit is already doing. Invite them to listen. Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in Bloomington Normal. 
Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. Have you ever been low? Don't recognize yourself. You're listening to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. I have, we've been sitting here with Elise, um, who is my dear bride. And actually, we've got an anniversary coming up. Yeah, kind couple, of. Few yeah. Months. But it, what is this? Is this number... 11 or 12? Yeah, 11. 11. I guess it feels like we've been married longer because we courted for a couple years. Yeah. But luckily, I've told people this before. Elise is one of her best friends. Carly gave her a pillow when we got married that has our anniversary date on it. And it's generally displayed somewhere prominent. I don't know where it is right now, now that I think of it. Anyway, it has our anniversary date, November 24th. Oh, you're going to make me laugh. Okay, yeah. Why? Where is the pillow? Did you hide it on purpose? <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to trying see to if you can me. remember without the pillow. Yeah, believe me, I'm really bad with dates in general. So I have to have everything on a calendar or prominently displayed. And so I love that pillow because I can like, okay, it's coming up. There's the date. There's the date. Yeah. And when the pillow is gone, I start to get like super nervous. <laughs> and the pillow has been missing for a while. I don't even know where it is. I'm trying to trick you. Yeah. So luckily it's been there for 10 years. So even though it's gone now, it's like. <laughs> okay. Committed. I think by now, you know, the date, right? I know the Let's date. Hear it. November 24th. Yeah. Wow. So you're good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. So we should, I mean, number 11, that's pretty, pretty big. That's good. We made it yeah. past the seven year itch. No issues. Get itchy. We were too busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but listen, if you want your marriage to last, have tons of kids and just know that that's it. Like, yeah. And then you're a team. You don't ever leave your teammate. That's right. That's right. I mean, honestly, um, I don't know. I just feel like marriage is the best thing. I, I had a young guy with me, uh, Michael, who was on the show last weekend. He was helping me film Cardinal Burke and he brought his mom, his dad, and his girlfriend. And I don't know if they're listening or not, but I was like, afterwards, I was like, you know, Michael, if I could give you a piece of advice, he was a, he's a senior in college. I'm like, if you feel like marriage is your vocation and you you're ready, don't wait, like get started as soon as you can. Cause that's the only regret I have is I wish I could have met you sooner. Yeah. You might not have liked me though, if I met you sooner. Well, that's true. It's all, you know, (laughs) it worked out in God's plan, but I know what you're saying. It would be, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you find that one and you know you're ready, then I would say for sure go for, go for it. it. Yeah, yeah. God always delivers. Um, I mean, we've had ups and downs financially and things like that, but there's always enough. Yeah, and it's amazing. People are like, "Oh, kids are expensive." Well, they are, but they're but they're not. Like, it's so beautiful. It's worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. And God will always give you what you need. Um. Oh, here's Augustine. Say hi, Augustine. Can you yeah. say hi really into the microphone? Say hi. Hi. So Augie is one of our kids and um, super cool young man. Yeah, he's a good. He's a got good his guy. he's got his pro life kid shirt on from <laughs> Ryan Bomberger, and yeah. Oh, he's whispering. <laughs> so always something going on. Never a dull moment. Um. Anyway, mom and dad duties. Yeah. Present themselves <laughs> at, at interesting. Yeah, time. we've somehow we've made it this long without. Yeah, any, without, I don't hear any crashes or anything. No crashes and followed by loud screams. That always happens. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When you hear a big crash, I always wait like a second. I'm like, okay, is there going to be a big scream? Yeah. And if there's not, I <laughs> don't necessarily go running. 
Yeah, you you don't run as quickly as, you know, maybe yeah. at first, like with our first, you know, oh child, goodness. it's like, ah. And then you kind of learn to like give it a second because your reaction also could like kind of escalate the situation too. So, so like, true. When our daughter, Ava, so was at first, whenever she fell, I'd be like, are you okay? And then she'd start crying. She would look at you and you start screaming because, You're yeah, it's like you almost scared her. Like I should be at more upset. <laughs> Versus yeah. now they fall and you're like, oh, you're fine. And they're like, oh, <laughs> but my arm's bleeding. Oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, we have had, yeah. The, the more you have, the more. tougher the kids get as you go down the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get coddled as much. Yeah. I will say Roy Singer and I feel like is pretty tough. so, yes, he's so tough. Yeah. My dad was just telling me, you reminds him of this character Spanky from Little Rascals. So I don't know if anybody knows that character but that is he showed me a picture it's so Roy Singer. <laughs> yeah he's a tough little guy tough little guy and well, we've had another one that has been in two casts already yeah Leo. yeah he maybe kind of a little accident <laughs> yeah so we keep a yeah a little it, extra item. what's so funny is I've literally never had a cast my entire life no me either so yeah he's already had two and he's only five so it'll be an interesting few years thankfully he's all healed up and so we'll just and he's so good about it too he's a tough little guy he was he was really good yeah that was sad it's sad anytime you see a kid get hurt and um it's usually just like clumsy stuff like just falling yeah just (laughs) yeah that first time it was just slipping slipping on the tile tile is very slippery though yeah i remember when we were first moved in we said oh we got to get rid of that tile and we just we haven't we've used put some rugs down and yeah. and it's been okay but that one time one time yeah so okay who is if you had to think about in your life like one or two saints that have really had an impact on your life who would they be oh okay that's okay i will first of all i'd say um saint faustina um i remember before um we lost our first baby. Um, I started reading her diary. Um, I, it's something that I always wanted to do because I just knew it was um, just so such a powerful piece of work. And so I think I, I actually picked up her diary when we went and saw Immaculate. I remember that in Florida. Yeah, I picked it up and I just it kind of always sat there and I was like, mm, I need to read that. And I would pick it up and I'd just read little excerpts from it. And then at some point I'm like, I really want to read this. And so I did. And then, um, and then when um, we found out our sweet little baby was um, not going to live um, long after birth, um, I remember there were so many times where I would think back to something I read in her diary and it would bring me so much comfort. So I feel like that was, it was just so um, providential that I read that. That's before. Awesome. Yeah. So that really was such a blessing. Um, so St. Faustina. Um, oh my gosh. Well, gosh. Yeah. Well, so many, I mean, Faustina's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Sure. She really, that really stands out in my mind. Um, and then of course, Fulton Sheen, blessed Fulton Sheen, uh, or I'm sorry, venerable. Venerable. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Um, cause we prayed a lot to him, um, when we were pregnant with our baby who we named Fulton, um, that we lost. Um, and it, it's neat that he, we were able to pray in front of his tomb and that was, um, comforting. So comforting. 
Uh, gosh, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, recently, I feel like I've been asking for the intercession of Sister Wilhelmina so much. I know yeah. she's not saying there's not even a cause of canonization open for her, but there it's just been there's been so many graces since I feel like I've gotten to know her spiritually. And I feel like we had this strange spiritual connection with her even while she was alive that I never even realized just mm-hmm. because of the pro-life movement, how pro-life she was and how big of a supporter she was for well, being the, born. And the music. And the music, from, from right? Her. Yeah. So we listened to her music. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I was pregnant with Fulton, um, I would play um, actually the sis- so Sister Wilhelmina, her, um, her, uh, Help me. Yeah, yeah, the, Bene- the Benedictines of Mary, yeah. Queen of the Apostles. Um, I've been at Ephesus. Yeah, we we played their music, and um, I played their music for uh, Fulton. So I I held it close to my um, stomach and and play that music for him, and that was so comforting because I felt like, uh, you know, there was there wasn't anything we could do to help Fulton, um, but I felt like okay, what as a mom. I want to take care of him. I want to, uh, how, what can I do? And I felt like playing that music. It was just so beautiful. It sounded like angels. And I thought, okay, you know, they telling me he's not going to um, live long after birth. Like he's going to be going home to our Lord playing that music to me was like preparing him for that. Like it was like angels. Oh my gosh. So, so beautiful. Yeah. No, that's just so beautiful. What a blessing. They, that order of sisters you know, what, what a blessing they are. And the fact that somehow now we get to be so involved with them through the incorruptible movie that we're working on. And that's why I was in lacrosse. That's why I've been going different places, doing these interviews and trying to keep those visits as short as possible. So I can be home. <laughs> like my vocation is marriage and, you know, being a husband and father first, everything else I do is secondary, but being able to share sister Wilhelmina's story with the world and that that music will be part of it yeah like imagine the comfort that music gave us during our time of need and those that music is prayers it's not like just some rock song it's literally prayers yes it's beautiful prayers right and we we actually have this new routine I, I think everybody gets a little annoyed sometimes but I have this speaker so at night I put on Gregorian chant and I just let it play and the kids fall asleep to that. But I feel like there's something amazing with filling our home with this beautiful Gregorian, these prayers that are sung. And the Lord says, when you sing, you pray twice. And our kids are falling asleep listening to that. And I feel like there's been a few nights where I haven't played that music and the kids have nightmares. Mm-hmm. But when they go to sleep with that music on, I don't feel like they've had any nightmares. Like you're blessing your house with that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And, and I don't feel like, people hear that kind of music, you know, as much. Yeah. Um, and I almost like, I'm like, crave that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a, you know, beautiful way to worship too. Yeah. It kind of just, I don't know, brings you kind of centered and. You feel like you're hearing, like you said, like it's angelic. It's even yeah. the monks. It's like, this is probably what heaven sounds like. Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't sound like a kiss concert. Right. I yeah. mean, that's the total opposite end of the spectrum. No offense to people that enjoy rock music. I like rock music sometimes, yeah. but when you're here, like when you're, wow, when you try to get centered on your faith, like wow, filling your heart and your home with those sounds, it's amazing. By the way, if anybody out there wants advice on how to have a nice, calm home, turn off the TV. Well, I was just, <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, don't ask us. Don't ask no, us. But- <laughs> 
Well, we try. We're trying. Our house you know, is not as it's a working progress. Yeah, it can definitely be chaotic. There's no <laughs> question about it. But one of the things that I realize sometimes when the kids are acting particularly crazy, when I'm getting like really angry, I'll I'll look over and the TV's blasting with yeah, know, Lord knows what. So I'll just turn it off, and it's amazing the moment you turn off that noise. It's like everything quiets down. Everything like the room, like the airwaves have just been being polluted by this garbage noise. right just yeah. noise you i always say that like don't pollute the airways you know it's amazing or the sound waves like it's amazing how our minds and our bodies react to the sounds around us mm-hmm. and when you have crazy sounds you feel crazy yeah yeah and the gregorian is just like oh there's nothing more calming yeah than that music that sound do you smell popcorn <laughs> I smell popcorn. I feel like the kids are making popcorn upstairs. Oh, could be. We've been down here quite a while. We've been down here a while. It's true. Truth Culture Life with Elise and Royce. Maybe we'll have to have a new spinoff show. (laughs) Listeners, tell us what you think. I want you to call Catholic Spirit Radio. If you like this program, let them know. And let Elise know how she did. She would love to know because she was like, I don't know if I'll have anything to say, but I don't know about you. I feel like she's done amazing. In fact, she's better than I am. Like Her voice is way more nice to hear oh well it's nice to talk to you nice to talk to yeah, you yeah we're too. actually getting to talk so this is almost like a date <laughs> we yeah we should have like a cocktail next oh, time that's a good idea it's a little early in the day, I guess. <laughs> but um so when are we going to go on our next date when anyone's brave enough to help us Baby- talk to- <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is true it is really really hard to find a babysitter when you have so many kids well the other night we just improvised <clears throat> we were going to go on a date and then our sweet babysitter couldn't make it. And so we finally, we got the kids to bed at like, what did we do? Like 7.30 or 8? Like, it was yeah. kind of early. Yeah, yeah, it was early. Um, Then we made dinner and had some drinks and, and I watched, think a, watched movie. a movie. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Was. And actually the food is probably way better than what we would get out. That's true. I like good. to cook. So. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm lucky that way. And the bill was much less expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's always an option. A date in. You hear that, folks? Listen, if you're out there and I don't care how long you've been married, whether the kids are home or not, go out on a date. Like it is so much. It's so nice to sometimes just get out. And it's hard to make it happen. I feel yeah. like we're not like the best people to be like telling this to people because we we're trying. I think yeah, we've been on a date <laughs> once and well, now twice. We did yeah. two nights in a row, but it's hard to like actually. Well, when you have all the little ones yeah. at home to make it, okay, we're just going to go it's a babysitter and maybe, you know, someone's acting unruly, but um, yeah, it's so worth it. And so really necessary. It is. No, I feel like that time together to just kind of focus on your marriage is so awesome. Yeah. And like, I mean, you're my, I don't want to sound cheesy, but you're definitely my best friend. Like there's no one that I'd rather spend time with than my best friend. Right. And yeah. That's how I feel about the kids, too. I'm like, all these amazing people that I get to interact with that, you know, they have, like, you know, tons of fans and followers and supporters. And it's like, I don't, at the end of the day, they're they're people just like we are. I'd rather be home with my wife and kids. Yeah, my favorite, too. Yeah, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's gotten quiet, a little bit too quiet upstairs. Yeah, it's a little scary. We We're smelling out. popcorn, and we have not been hearing pitter-patter. Could be popcorn in a movie. That's, popcorn that's in a okay. movie. I love it. So 
All right. Without further ado, you've been listening to a very special episode of Truth Culture Life. This has been great. I really have to thank my beautiful wife for um, just taking the time to be on this today because I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I needed to get the show done and I sort of ran out of time traveling this week. So there you oh, have I'm it. I'm glad I could stop. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I hope you come <laughs> back. I hope you'll go. I hope we'll go on a second radio date. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll have we'll to see. see. That's what she yeah. said the first time I took her out. She's like, we'll see. Yeah, she was very standoffish. Is that the oh, right word? No. Maybe that's not the right word. <laughs> is standoffish a word or is that like three words? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's two words. Stand off ish is well, ish a word is- <laughs> you just attach ish to another word <laughs> so it's two two words in a bit you're rambling <laughs> i'm rambling that's what i do best and yeah royces take me back take me back